Today on the show, Radical Ones, we celebrate 20 years of Gothica and have a very special message from the film's composer, John Ottman. I don't believe in ghosts. Neither do I, but they believe in me. It's time to get radical. Hello there. It's showtime. What is this, trick or treat? Oh, right. oh. Did I do that? Good morning, Charlie. Uh-huh. Daddy would have gotten us Uzi. The power is yours. Get down, honey, get down. Yeah. And look, I won't go far, okay? If the apocalypse comes, it's your fire. I'm a human. It's Grace Jones. Thunder. 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 Welcome back, Radical Ones, to another episode of the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, and all this month, we have been thankful. And can I tell you, I am so thankful for today's guest and my friend, Kadu. Welcome back to the show. Hi, everybody. Glad to be back. Every time Kadu comes back, we have such an amazing time. And honestly, that is when you're going to get movies I feel like not many people talk about. But it's always good to go back and reevaluate some of these movies. Kadu, what was it about Gothica originally back in 2003? By the way, November 21st of 2003. So definitely happy almost anniversary. We're... We're almost there, Cadu. Yeah, 20 years. That that, <laughs> that is something. So what was it back in the day? Is it Halle Berry herself? Is it the plot? Yeah, uh, I think it was because of Halle, because I'm a huge fan of Halle. And at that point, I was starting to love her because I was a huge X-Men fan. So I started to following her career ever since. So when I heard she was doing a horror movie, I was so excited because I love horror. It was the beginning of the Dark Castle Company. And I loved those kind of movies because... It was horror. They were remaking movies. And with Gothica, they were doing their first original story. So I was very excited about that. Yes. And just based on the title. So I never knew what the Gothica in Gothica meant, Cadu. Now, I mean, I assumed it was supposed to be for, you know, gothic and, and, you know, creepy things like that. But from looking up, I've seen that numerous fans have said that the Gothica applies to the loneliness of seeking answers without the belief and support of people. So I don't know if that's really what the meaning is, but I do love the title of Gothica. Because it just yeah. gives you so many emotions. <laughs> and that word, I think it became popular because of the movie. Here in Brazil, the title is Na Companhia do Medo, which means in the company of fear or in fierce company, something like that. I like that. I always love the alternative titles when you come on. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure that Gothica, it's something unique because even the translation had, had to be done differently. Yes. There, there, a matter of fact, it says that, Cadu. It says none of 
of these definitions are verified, you know, by any dictionary because the spelling of Gothica is a little different in this movie. The regular spelling for Gothica is G-O-T-H-I-C-A. And of course, this is Gothica with an I-K-A. So even the title, very unique, very cool. And it all started with Miss Barry herself. Definitely, we are both fans of this amazing actress. And honestly, Cadu, re-watching this, I'm gonna say the last time I saw this was probably 15, 15 years ago or more. The acting. Yeah, I mean, the cast is a stellar cast. Halle Berry, Penelope Cruz, Robert Downey Jr., but I think they did a great job, especially Hallie and Penelope. It's, I mean, another level for a horror movie. Oh my god, Penelope honestly steals the scenes that she's in. And she's not in too many. Like, I thought she was in more of this movie from what I remember. Yeah, me, me too. But I think it's probably just that presence that she does have while while she's in the scenes that makes it feel like she's just there more. And she's always great playing cuckoo characters, you know? She's, oh <laughs> she does a great job playing crazy crazy damaged yes sad people always the tears just pour out of this woman's eyes it's amazing (laughs) and i like their relationship because when the movie starts she's very angry and we think she's crazy for sure but then when the the movie unravels we understand that she's dealing with a lot of damage a lot of trauma and she bonds with hallie once they are friends you know in the in the jail in the psyche ward so i think it's nice to see her playing something very angry at the beginning and at the end especially in the final scene she's very sweet and very calm yes that full circle that healing moment for the two of them honestly yeah Dr. Miranda Gray is an expert at knowing what is sane. Are you okay? Until she found herself on the other side. Hello, Benjamin. Who is? That was a girl. This is a girl that I saw. It's impossible. She died four years ago. Trust me. I can't trust somebody when they think you're crazy. Cadu, this is described for anyone who hasn't seen the movie is Dr. Miranda Gray. Now, okay, maybe I'll say it now before we get into it. So Cadu <laughs> yeah. and I have been laughing for months over a clip that Cadu sent where it's, I want to say, is it Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel Live. And he's playing a character name game with Hallie. And he wants wants her to guess the names of certain characters in the movies that she was. When it's time for Gothica, oh my god, Kadu, it's just hysterical. Hallie's just like, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. And then he's like, Miranda Gray. Gray. I hope this is right. Uh-oh. From Gothica. Oh, I, I have no idea. You have no idea? This was Dr. Miranda Gray. Gray. Wow, you've been in a lot of movies. Yeah, that's hard to remember. <laughs> This is like a running joke with Cadu and I that now as I'm watching the movie, every time they say Miranda Gray, I was just like, oh my God, she's not going to remember that name. (laughs) And to me, it's funny because it represents how much the movie is underrated because years ago, even Hallie didn't know the character's name. But now I think it became like this cult classic because this year, I think it was May, if I'm not mistaken, Hallie tweeted saying that she sees the love of the Gothica fans and she appreciated. So I think she now understands that she 
did a cult classic by now because 20 years has passed and people are still talking about the movie. I wonder if that's the thing, Cadu. Is, is it always time that makes these movies a cult classic? Because I feel like maybe the box office was so saturated at the time with thrillers and things like that, that this kind of did just go... I mean, it was popular, but then it kind of just faded away. So it is wonderful to see that full circle. I think time is definitely the key, but I think the box office was good because the movie was Dark Castle's most financial success film today. You know, it, it costed $40 million and it made $141 million worldwide. So I think it was a, a success. But I think back then with the movies, you only get the DVDs and then yeah. no way to, to reach again. So now with streaming and with social media, I think it becomes more popular as it is. And you're right. If it's not shown on TV, which I honestly cannot remember Gothica being on TV ever, you know, over the years. But that is another, yeah, that's another way to expose it to another audience. Like you're saying, the streaming, if it's shown, if it's out there. But yeah, it was definitely a hit. It seems, though, that it was the critics, of course, which is always the problem. Uh, yeah, it was not very popular with the critics. Which is so sad, because as we get into today, you know, talking about it, Kadu, there's so many wonderful things in here. So, Radical One, so sorry, Miranda Gray, she works at Woodrow Penitentiary in a rural western Connecticut. She crashes her car one night on a country road to avoid hitting a young woman. When she awakens, she finds herself an inmate at the same hospital that she works at as a doctor. So that's the basic plot, Kadu. But can we just say that there's always issues with cars and Hallie <laughs> in movies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a thing with her. If you know she's behind the wheel, she's going to be speeding or crashing or something's going to happen. And always a, a thriller. Always a thriller. Always a thriller. It actually makes me think, Cadu. I believe when she did do, you know, The Call and things like that. Is it called The Call? Yeah, The Call. <laughs> it was WWE, the wrestling companies, I think one of their early movies that they put out. So what does Hallie like start these studios up? <laughs> <laughs> and get them like these movies. It's amazing. What do you want from me? Where do you want to go first, Cadu? Because right from this first scene, like we mentioned with Penelope's acting, we just go boom right into the, the action. Yeah, and as soon as the movie started, I, I thought how beautifully shot because I think it's incredible when she's going through all these cells and hallways and she's just walking and you can feel that she's a respected doctor. I think it's really cool yes. and, and beautifully shot. I think the photography, the cinematography of the movie is amazing. So in a way, the the set is very big because you can see like this is a big prison, big hospital, but at the same time, if feels very claustrophobic, which I think yes. it's, it's amazing for the premise of the movie. The colors too, Cadu. I mean, yes, there's a lot of blues, of course, because there's that big water, you know, theme throughout the whole movie, but it's very stylistic, I believe. The colors, the lack of colors in places, it really does give you those feels. Yeah, 100%. So we also have Robert Downey Jr. in this film, and this is at the point of his career, Cadu, where I believe he kind of was getting back into, you know, becoming a name in Hollywood. It's, I think it was a few years prior to this. I mean, I could be completely wrong, but this was not Tony Stark, Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. by any means. No, yeah, he was he was making a comeback because yes. of his problems with drugs, and I think Gothica was the, the starting point, and then he became 
in quiet again with smaller films and then he returned with iron man and marvel and all that yeah well, so it probably was like between this i would say the two sherlock home films and things like that but yeah nothing oh yeah yeah nothing too much miranda you have to stop doing this do you understand me can i say he looks so handsome in this movie and early on i think yes and so young so young oh my god so and Hallie yeah. looks the same to me <laughs> this woman is ageless she could yeah. play this Miranda Gray again today <laughs> and say that it was only a year apart because she is gorgeous as a matter of fact we when we see her walking down that road if we could have got a sequel but that oh yeah I would love that so good so good I did write this is a one wet movie a lot of rain <laughs> pool scenes Water is a big theme. We have that early on shot where Miranda is looking at the mirror and what is Robert's character's name? Uh, Dr. Pete? Pete, yes. Is he the one who throws the, the water on the mirror and asks her what she sees or is it the higher doctor? The, the husband, her husband. Oh, the husband. Oh my God. This is what she sees now. A distorted image of herself. Who are you in all this? I'm the mirror. You are the mirror. If I'm the mirror, and she's the image, then who are you? I can see both of you. So I'm God. <laughs> or just an overworked hospital bureaucrat. God is good. I mean, opposites attract, I feel like, with those two. <laughs> Yeah, because for some reason, Hallie or Miranda saw something in him, and I don't know what, what it was. No, no, not at all. Maybe she had, um, maybe she it was like a father figure kind of thing for her. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because later in the movie, that one character said that Miranda has no family left. So I think that's, yes. that's why she connected with her husband, maybe a father figure. Speaking of that, the other doctor that works there, like you said, mentioned that, that they are her family. Do you think in real life, would they put a doctor in the same? building that she worked at i wonder no no way that's that's my only concern with the movie because no way that they they would have one of their doctors there because not only it's unprofessional but b the other patients could kill her you know kill her and that's why i didn't understand why they didn't think when she was in the shower and she gets attacked yes it's by a ghost but that could have been a, an unhappy patient yeah especially penelope chloe yes which am i wrong am i reading into this but i swear there was some parts i saw like could have been like romantic in a way for penelope or is it just chemistry no i don't i, I think it was chemistry i thought that hallie and robert had a lot of sexual tension of course oh, but yes. with chloe i think chloe is that cuckoo character you know that it, it would be the same with every other character in the movie so i think hallie is just the the bridge perfectly said perfectly said to that reality yeah because chloe was abused by her stepfather so i think again she's lacking that father figure that love from her family so i think she seeks through sex through you know ways that she can connect with people in that animal level you know beautifully said i know what you're thinking i know you think i'm talking about my stepfather 
because you don't believe in the devil. Okay. Let's talk about your stepfather. You know about my stepfather. You know I got his throat. I got his Adam's apple in half like a piece of fruit on a summer day. So he wouldn't say a word. I sat next to him and watched him die. Slowly. It was the only way to help him stop. And a matter of fact, she says early on that it was the devil and things like that that made her do what she does, I want to say. Or she was visited by the devil or the devil visits her all the time. Yeah. Which is, we find out the devil is actually another character. (laughs) (laughs) Another character by a similar name than yours. Oh my god. But they kept saying Ryan. I kept saying yes, yes. (laughs) Sheriff Ryan. (laughs) Why did you do it? Sheriff, how could you kill Doug like that? He loved you. Just explain that to me. That's the only question that I need to answer. You don't have to answer the questions, Miranda. Uh, Is this actor, John Lynch, does he always play a villain? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I can totally see him playing villains in other movies. Whenever I'm watching a movie and he's there, I'm like, yeah, that's that's a villain. Yeah, like, right, there's no way that he's going to turn out to be a good character. <laughs> yeah, the lead in a romantic comedy. Never, never. And honestly, Kadu, I think this movie is really smart in a lot of ways because they did not do the, I feel like, the cliche way of telling the storyline that they know she wasn't crazy, that they put her in there on purpose or that robert's character pete set her up or things like that because that could have totally been another way that they played this movie out yeah i'm so glad they avoided that and it wasn't like pete was playing both sides of the fence and playing with her that it was really happening And it was really natural for us to see because in the beginning, she's very composed, you know, she was very respected. And then when she is in the hospital, she's very on her edge and she's very hysterical and always trying to 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 understand what happened so i think it's we can feel that she's losing her mind because she's this doctor that is very precise she's just she's a psychiatrist and then out of the blue she's arrested for murder they say said it was three days later yeah and the screams in this movie the emotion that hallie portrays is just beyond i mean it's so easy to say like oh a scream but you felt that she was really saying like why are you doing this to me like she had no idea i don't remember anything about Doug. anything at all no 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 don't don't, don't tell me this i have to tell you that. something something very difficult no 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 please don't tell me there's something wrong with Doug. miranda doug is dead you killed him no idea what she was, was hurting she was you know i i feel like it was this is bigger than a final girl you know she's yes she's not just a scream queen she's like academy award winning scream queen you know honestly that is the truth perfect perfect if you ask why she got an academy award look at this no further even her screams are heightened <laughs> not the normal not the normal screams <laughs> So, okay, we find out, like we mentioned, she's in now 
this insane asylum, I'm assuming, or it's a hospital. By the way, did this look like very bank vaults where they would put money in these rooms? These did not look like a normal cell that you would have, I feel like, in a an insane asylum. Really cool looking set, even with that. Yeah, because I think they combined the prison with the hospital. So I, I think that's the atmosphere they are trying to get. And I think they succeeded because, like I said, it's enormous, but at the same time, very claustrophobic. So true. We're trying to figure out at this point if she is telling the truth was she possessed yeah but prior but prior to that let's just go back to the scene where where she hits her car and is yeah oh yeah and is possessed by this this ghost which we find out is the daughter of one of the doctors at the hospital as well that scene a matter of fact in the office cadu where she sees the girl's picture frame upside down. When you mention shots, I really love the way that shot is portrayed, how the picture frame is upside down. She turns it around. Yeah, like like her life, it's upside down. I think it's very cool parallel where they shot this movie because whenever we are in her normal side, we get things very clear and very structured. And then when she is the patient, it's very, you know, crazy and flipped. And I think it's it's so cool what they did with the filmmaking of this movie. And things like that, that you wouldn't normally pick up, like you mentioned. Off camera, we were talking about, you know, like maybe being older, you'll, you know, realize more things about it. And that is so true, how they shot different things and how her life is upside down. Beautifully said. And I don't know why, when I was younger, I thought this ghost was Sarah Michelle Geller. I don't know why. <laughs> Don't ask me, but some shots. I, I remember thinking, is that Sarah Michelle? But now I see that no, it's it's not even close to her. But I don't know, for some reason, when, when I was younger, I thought it was her. I'll be fine. I love that. I love that. It's it's very well, it's around the time. I mean, it's 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 perfect timing. She would have definitely been in stuff still horror movies. I think she was in the grudge around this time. Yeah, right? one year after that. Though I would have loved to have seen those two together. Sarah oh, and, and Hallie. Hallie. Oh yeah. wow. So the ghost, okay, perfect setup. So this scene where she's possessed, I mean, you don't get it at first, maybe as clear. The ghost comes up to her in the, in the middle of the road, bloodied, you know, beat up, and she's wrapped with a, a sheet, I want to say, or something like that. Wet in the rain. <laughs> a lot of rain. Right? You got to have the rain coming down in every of scene. Of course. All of a sudden, she turns into like a fiery version of herself and then it goes on to Miranda cut to her in the hospital and we don't know what happened no you know as I'm watching it again Kadu I did say oh yes the husband the husband was murdered but yeah the rest of it I was so surprised over but yes we find out that supposedly she killed her husband and she's locked away yeah and after that scene there is a behind the scenes gossip that I think it was that scene that Robert Downey Jr. Broke Hallie's arm. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah, when when he's trying to restrain her, and she's very hysterical, saying, "No, I didn't kill my husband. What's what's going on?" And in that scene, in real life, he broke her arm because he took it too strong, and. <laughs> broke her arm wow that just adds a whole other dimension to this movie now my god so she yeah. was working with a broken arm too and even to this day they say that hallie is isn't robert's number one fan you know because of that incident oh no 
I bet you every time she has a pain in her arm or something, like, she'll probably like, Downey Jr. That yeah. was him. <laughs> and it's funny because Hallie is, is known by her many movie injuries. I I remember <laughs> when she was filming Die Another Day, she almost choked to death and they broke an arm on Gothica and she was hit by a lightning prop on Catwoman. She broke her foot on Cloud Atlas. She hit her oh, head on the call. She broke a couple of ribs on John Wick and Bruce. I mean, Hallie, please. Who is trying to take Hallie out? <laughs> Someone's trying to get rid of her. We can't have that. My goodness. Maybe it's the ghosts. <laughs> it's, it's so true. They're still following her. They want the sequel. I did not know all that, but that to me just makes it even more amazing that she is such a good actress that she is, that she just goes with it. My God, Gadu. Yeah. So we get many more scenes with her trying to figure this out, right? She gets attacked in the shower, like we mentioned earlier there is a there is an attack in the shower which how degrading for people in general to have to you know bathe and shower together shower together yeah and a lot of women together and then throwing your doctor in there or a former doctor like we're <laughs> saying is just oh my god but she goes in but there's i kept saying kadu where is the soap yeah yeah true <laughs> they were just like under you know the the shower and just with water and i kept saying well i guess no one really cleans themselves here but I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming. Dream logic, primary process. That's what this is. I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming. During that attack, we see written on her arm, not alone. And this comes up, Cadu, a few times. Matter of fact, in the cell, there's a fog that appears and the words not alone are written. And we mm -hmm. actually found out as well, it's written at the crime scene where her husband was murdered. Yeah. Totally forgot that's what the not alone meant, by the way. Me totally too. forgot it. I, I think it's fantastic when the movie plays with the clues, you know, the murder mystery. What is the not alone? What happened? And I think it's great that we follow this message all the way through, through the end of the movie. And I think it's really cool that not alone means so many different things. You know, not alone. They are not the only victims. Not alone. Yes. It was not only one killer. And I even go further. I think not alone as humans. We are not alone. We have ghosts all around us. I think that's really, really cool. So true. That's how I took it as well, Kadu. The, the triple meaning, all different meanings. She's not alone in the cell right there. There's ghosts, multiple killers. Really, really well done, I think. And even the quotes. Is this a good time to bring up things like this? Oh, of course. Penelope's character, her name name is Chloe? Chloe, yes. She says, basically, when you're crazy, you're invisible. And then she says something like, How can you trust, how can you yes. trust somebody when they think you're crazy? You know I don't belong here, Chloe. Mm. If you're here, it must mean that you belong. You are not a doctor in here. And even if you tell the truth, no one will listen. You know why? Crazy. And the more you try to prove them wrong, the crazier you appear. You are invisible now. 
What do you think about that quote? I think it's so smart, you know, and coming from a crazy person, I think it makes <laughs> a lot more sense because at first we were, oh, okay, this is just a crazy person talking. But when Hallie, the doctor, is in that position, she can totally understand what she was saying. And doesn't this make you actually think more of how many people over the years are probably in asylums or places like this and maybe they really aren't as crazy <laughs> as they yeah, might be <laughs> unless they are you know delusional or, oh, yeah, or, or dangerous right, yes. but i think a lot of people are misunderstood and it actually it, it does show by putting her inside this she would be a better doctor if she's allowed to continue after this all happens <laughs> yes doing medical things but she would have this new sense of really feeling what these people live through but honestly i feel like they would never let her work in the medical field again probably <laughs> Yeah, because by the end of the movie, we don't know what happened. If she was arrested, if she is practicing. Right, because that's actually a great point, Kaju. We never find out because it is her that murdered him, right? And they still know that she did it in the sense that, yes, she was possessed by the dead daughter, but she physically did kill them. It turns out that this was a horrible person. He was killing and torturing and, you know, raping women. But would she get away with that still? Yeah, that's... I I think that's on the imagination of the public you know i think probably she did a couple of months maybe oh and they released her i don't know because as you said he was a terrible person but she still killed him you know oh my god before we get too far away from the quotes chloe again says something like are you scared you should be and Cadu, all i could think of was shannon doherty on scare tactics when she left Sh when she left charmed and did that show <laughs> oh my god you are so right. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to Scare Tactics, where the cameras are hidden and people's everyday fears are exposed. And more importantly, everyone has been set up by their friends and family. Because that's how she ended everything. Are you scared? You should be. <laughs> You're on Scare Tactics. And those lines are so effective. Maybe they're a little cheesy, but for me, it works. It works. Because like you said, up until this point, this woman is crazy and she's playing it really well. Yeah. And then another creepy shot, Cadu, the security camera when she's looking for information in her husband's office and we find the website with the daughter, but then the security footage of the ghost. We'll call her Sarah Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> and she's all pixel her face but you could see her on the security camera love that shot yeah me too so creepy and to me it's one of the my favorite scenes of the movie when Hallie Miranda starts to to escape the prison because for some reason it made me think of chase scenes on slasher movies you know yes she's running and she's jumping and falling so I think it's very big you know it's a long sequence she's running and then she gets captured and she tries to hide in the pool which I think it's such a cool scene and I think it's cool because they introduce her as this swimmer so we believe that she could hold her breath you know I do hate though that the, the pool that she swims in I'm assuming that was the same pool later is in this mental institution <laughs> she's like I just spend all my time here but you're right they set that up earlier which was really smart because we, we do believe it then there's just one line that here in Brazil people made fun of when Miranda and Pete are talking and, and he says, I don't believe in ghosts. And she goes, me neither, but they believe in me. And people were like, what? I'm not deluded, Pete. I'm possessed. 
I don't believe in ghosts. Neither do I. But they believe in me. Great. Just great. <laughs> did people laugh at that line? Yeah, they did. I really loved that this time around because I'm like, that's funny. Yeah. Because <laughs> they believe in her. They do. <laughs> I, I embrace the camp, you know. I really love those those lines. And it actually, it makes it not as much of a, you know, you're really every minute in torments and this poor woman. You do have moments of levity and, and lightheartedness like that. Yeah. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And then what do you think about, so you mentioned the escape, right? That security guard. I really thought that was really big of him. But there must have been a really deep relationship that he trusted her enough to flee. Yeah, to know that she was not this crazy killer. And I think they had a relationship because in the beginning, he says that, how many laughs you, did you did? You know, something <laughs> like that. And I think they had a relationship. So when he sees her trying to escape and he gives him her blessing, you know, like, go for it. I hope he didn't get in trouble. I hope he kind of just said, oh, my car's gone. <laughs> like, I don't know how this happened. <laughs> I'm sure he's fine because at that hospital, the the director was a, a killer and a rapist. You're right. Yeah, that's true. Hopefully that's the least of all the things. <laughs> yeah. And it adds up to the whole atmosphere. In fact, I think the movie is very successful of doing that because the score is unbelievably beautiful. You know, it's very chilling and haunting, but at the same time, it's very beautiful, as I said. So I think it it's so perfect with the scenes. It is beautiful, Kaju. That is the best way to describe it. Such a beautiful score and really does highlight each moment. And I really love Miranda's theme whenever you you hear in the beginning and through the movie, actually. And I think it's awesome. Really, really good. I do love when a character has a theme, you know, like <laughs> Julie James. Julie's yeah. theme. <laughs> And speaking of scores, we have a major surprise for you guys. Academy Award winner John Altman, the composer of Gothica, has a message for you. Hello, Radical Ones. This is John Altman. Thank you for uh, singling out Gothica. Um, this really has a, a close place in my heart. Um, although I think the scariest thing about the film is that it was 20 years ago. Um, that's just horrifying to think about. Um, but anyway, the, uh, the, the memories I have of the film are, are numerous, um, especially the way I got onto the film. They um, were doing a bake-off among many composers, and they gave everyone a reel of the film and just told them to score two minutes of the scene where she goes in the house. And I was just so inspired by the, what I saw, I immediately thought of the, he the uh, theme in my head, and um, and the vibe of the film just came to me instantly. Sometimes uh, you you know you knock your head against the wall and you're just certain you're never going to think of what the what the sound is of the movie and uh, and you're freaking out that uh, it's not going to come to you. This time it was the opposite. It just uh, came to me instantly, 
And um, so I think they were obviously surprised I had scored the entire reel of the movie, but also um, my take on it, which is uh, I don't like doing the obvious thing. I like delving into what, what what's underneath the surface and, and what's the core of the movie. And, and so I approach it from an emotional um, standpoint as opposed to just the, the obvious clanks and bangs. And I think they, they realized that I got, I got the film um, and I got the film <laughs> to score. Um, and it was uh, just a great experience because there was no temporary music on the movie. I got to just do what I came from here as opposed to being influenced by anything else. And so I could go to bed at night feeling uh, you know, satisfied that, that whatever I did, um, better for worse, I, I, it was from me only. Um, and so, and that's where, um, um, who became Susan Downey Jr. She was the, um, the executive on the film and I worked with her. And so, um, I ended up doing at that point seven movies with Joel Silver and that group. Um, and then, uh, we ended up doing, of course, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with Robert Downey Jr. Um, down the road. And, uh, I think next year, uh, there's another one I'll be doing with Robert Downey Jr. and Joel Silver and uh, Shane Black. So it was definitely the beginning of something. Um, um, and I can always look back and, and know that, that uh, Gothica was where it all began with the Joel Silver group and also um, just my feeling satisfying writing just from my heart. Because um, a lot of the Joel Silver films, they, he brought me in early and I would just write before they had really tempted the movie with other music. So... Um, those are my memories of the movie. I mean, um, it was um, basically um, happy memories and and um, uh, uh, an exciting time for me um, to do something different after doing uh, uh, X Men Two and so forth. So um, clearly, you guys have amazing taste, and um, thank you for singling it out again. Bye bye. Cadu, cadu, cadu. Are not only are you a treat every time that you come on this show, but you always bring us a surprise. This is this is just beyond and just beautiful, right? What a beautiful kind man John is. What the the enthusiasm in what he's saying. I love this. I love this. And it meant so much to me because not only he's very kind, but he's my favorite movie composer of all time. So it was just so special to have a message from him. And we have to thank the guys from Happy Horror Time for making the connection because it was extra special. So thank you guys. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. And thank you, John, because you're awesome. John, thank you so much. You are just amazing for doing this. You are so talented. Cadu, you really do. I mean, you've always loved his music. Yeah. House of Wax. House of Wax, Fantastic Four, The Invasion. I can name a million different others. Not to mention the freaking X-Men series. Yeah. This is huge. And not only he did the music for X-Men, but he's also the editor of the film, which is amazing. What a talented man. And working with Hallie again, which is wonderful. Yeah. This was this was the best, best, best surprise. This was amazing. And it just truly is amazing that we're able to talk to people who created such amazing pieces of art. So thank you and thank John. And speaking of music, what do you think of Behind Blue Eyes? I think it's so iconic as well. 
it goes perfectly with Gothica. My god, the ending had to do with her walking away and how they set that up with the, the child and even the poster. And then when it starts hitting, fits so good. I actually do remember the music video as well. Yeah, me too. Wasn't it big at the time because of Hallie being in it as well? And I think the marketing of this film was amazing because Hallie was in this music video. And I remember MTV did a making the video and Hallie did a couple of pranks. She ate garlic to kiss Fred Durst, <laughs> which was really funny. And they even did a punk episode with the cast of Gothica. And I remember Hallie being super sweet, you know. She oh, was yes. She was very calm. For everyone who doesn't know the, the Punkit episode, they tried to lock Hallie out of the premiere and they, they couldn't let her in. And she was like, but this is my movie. How can I not allowed to be in the room but she was very classy and very calm i think that translate how hallie is sweet in real life exactly because how many people would have just been like get that door open right now you know yeah. who i am kind of thing that that famous line do you know who i am <laughs> She yeah. didn't do that, which was great. No, she was the opposite. By the way, whatever happened to Fred Durst? I don't know. I remember <laughs> <laughs> I remember Alyssa Milano dated him for a little while. What did she? Oh my god, that's right. That remember was official. That? Oh my god. Wow. That just that totally forgot that until you said that. Blew my mind. We always have to have a connection with Charmed. Always, always, always comes back to Charmed. Wow. What about this scene? Once she escapes. And it was a picture that she had found at her home. Also, we got to mention a great crying scene by Hallie again. And yes. <laughs> not that we wanted to cry, but great <laughs> scene of why. Why did this happen? Why did my husband dead at her home while she's looking at photos? But then there is this one photo where she finds, I want to say it's their, their like summer house or something. They have another house somewhere, like a, looks like a farm. Yeah. it is. So it is a farm, right? Yeah, 100%. And I remember, I watched that movie in the theaters twice so i remember this scene specifically when she sees the picture and we see the the willow creek i always thought that was so creepy the picture the and name. the name yeah yes willow creek is perfect for that and then when the blood drops down can't figure it out is that supposed to be her nose bleeding or is that just like a ghostly blood thing that came out because she touches her nose but no i think it it, it was a message from the ghost Right, okay. Dropping blood, saying, go there, you know, there's something fishy going on. Is this the where she got the idea for the secret basement for the call later on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> because it's almost similar where she looks and she sees that the floor has the little ring that you, you know, you grab to put the floor up. And I'm like, oh. And kidnap after that because she, again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> close to a property that had people that's right <laughs> yes okay so there we go this is like the gothica trilogy it started here <laughs> yeah and i think it's really amazing that the ghost can communicate you know she doesn't have a single line in the movie she's only this angry person that Vampire Slayer. Yeah, the, <laughs> the Sarah Michelle. And the only way she can communicate is by this crazy messages and she's seeking for revenge. So I think it's really interesting that we don't get a single line from her and not even a thank you or anything because she was just 
trying to get revenge and trying to, you know, to bring the truth out. So I wonder, yeah, I wonder what the ending with that character was, if she kind of moved on after that, if you can. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure that if, (laughs) I I always joke that this movie was Ghost Whisperer before Ghost Whisperer. I might be just like you. Except that from the time I was a little girl, I knew that I could talk to the dead. Okay, I'm so glad you brought that up. I was going to bring that up. The ending would have been perfect for Ghost Whisperer. <laughs> yeah, so I think she would probably, you know, made the... She would be crossed over to the light. She says that she loves you. <laughs> <laughs> In that scene, again, I totally forgot. She finds a camera. She finds a bed that's stained with blood in this, you know, the basement of this building. Totally forgot that the husband was this monster and this terrible person. But then I also forgot about the other victim that's grabs her behind the stairs. When, I you totally know, um, forgot about that girl. <gasps> scary. Super scary. But you wonder, was she... <laughs> Did she just come awake at that moment? Because I would have been screaming as soon as as soon as I saw somebody else. Because God knows how long she's been in there. I think she was drugged because in a previous scene, Hallie slash Miranda saw a lot of medical stuff. Oh, that's right. The doctor bag with all of the needles. Yeah. yeah. So she could have been in there yeah, for weeks. Wow, that's horrible. Horrible. I'm so glad that she got saved. My Me God. too. And with that whole reveal, we get that the husband was a killer and a rapist, which is, I think for that time, especially 2003, it was very sensitive topic, you know, today still is, but we have Me Too and women speaking up. So I think back then it was unimaginable, you know, talking about that whole creepy aspect of, you know, a rapist. You're right, Kadu. It's also the fact that he films it too. So there's that other element of a killer that films it and, you know, probably rewatches these videos and things like, oh, what a horrible man. Yeah, but he's not alone. Not alone. He's not alone. Cut to Mr. Sheriff Ryan, who is the best friend of Miranda's now deceased husband. There's that whole scene where she's basically giving him the description of what the profile would be for someone working with this killer. And but don't you know it? She figured it out and he just tells her. <laughs> and the accomplish is radical Ryan Hunter. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh my god. That scene was another creepy scene. But at that point, like we said earlier, that actor, he was not acting right. So you're kind of like, hmm, okay, you're going to be the other one. But I I think it's really cool that they left that information just to the end. Because when we find out that the husband is a killer, it never crossed my mind that he would have a friend, you know, helping him. But then when we are starting to put the puzzle together, it's obvious that it's him, you know? But I think it's cool that they waited to that specifically scene to do that. And again, bringing up the not alone comes back again. It was just really smart, I think, the way that they did that. You're right. After the husband is done, you go, oh, that makes sense. She was possessed because of revenge. But no. (laughs) And he was Chloe's rapist. Which, yes. 
there was a scene earlier, Radical Ones, where Miranda is fleeing, but she she witnesses Chloe being attacked in her cell and just sees a man's chest with a tattoo of a woman chained. And there's this whole plot about this and she denies it. You know, she says, oh, no one, or they said no one was there. She asks Robert Downey if they investigated and checked her. So did they not check her then? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they didn't. Oh, that's real. See, again, when you're, you're in these places, it's, it's almost like you don't become, you're not human anymore. You're just like a... A ghost, actually. It's a great parallel with the movie. A ghost. Exactly. Exactly. That definitely was satisfying as well, having him meet his end. There's a great, like, sequence where, you know, they're fighting back and forth. He takes his shirt off. You see the tattoo. And like I said in the beginning of the episode, and here we have that moment of villain versus the final girl, because Miranda is, in fact, a final girl, because they are two serial killers, and she kills them both. Yes. Yes, so... Oh, Rachel's the ghost. Excuse me. I keep forgetting that poor girl's name. Rachel. Yeah, Rachel appears and the sheriff is trying to shoot her. And of course, it's not working and an explosion goes off. And then, of course, Miranda shoots shoots the, the, the sheriff as well. And I kept saying, oh, no, they're really going to say she's crazy. <laughs> Another kill, Miranda? Yeah. <laughs> Like you killed somebody else, Miranda. Okay, I see. But no, somehow, some way, she gets out. Yeah, which it, it cuts right to the end of the movie, one year later. So, it's been almost a year, and I still have bad dreams. Sometimes I wake up screaming. That's normal. No, not these dreams. Everyone thought you and I were crazy. But we were seeing the truth, more than they could see. Once you open the door, you can never close it. Not true. I closed it. Then I locked it. And then I threw away the key. I really hope that's true. You know, my train leaves in half an hour. Oh, okay. I'll get you on your way. So, good luck with your job, okay? I... I wanted to thank you for what you did. Um, you really helped me. You helped me. You taught me how to listen. Thank you. We made One year later, Miranda, she's out with Chloe, and they're in the sidewalk, and this is that scene, Cadu, which the potential, the potential for what was next. Do you think she, at that point, Miranda became a medium or something like that? You spoke my words earlier. I was going to say, and that's when Miranda became Ghost Whisperer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think Rachel started it all because I think Miranda might be a medium and never realized. Then when she got possessed and, yes. and was starting to see Rachel and the messages, I think it unleashed something in her, you know, and now she's going to help other ghosts. That's a great point, Kadu. I was going to ask you what you thought, if it was something that was always in her, was it a lingering from the possession? But yeah, I agree. There has to have been something with her that she was chosen, not just because it was her husband. 
Yeah. The great scene, again, I'm going to say it for the hundredth time. I think her walking down that street after that little boy, the ghost is seen, and then you get hit with the poster, and the song just fits so beautiful. That is gothic. That's that's moody. It gives you all those creepy feels, but also excitement. And it ends just like it started, but in a different way, because she's walking to freedom. And in the beginning, she's walking in this prison. Yeah, it's really nice that the movie did attribute you to where it all began. And such a shame. Again, such a shame that this is not spoke about as often or at all, honestly. I cannot tell you when Gothica was brought up in the last 20 years besides our conversation. But but I really think that horror fans are really celebrating the movie as the years go by, you know? I think it's a solid film that we can get behind as horror fans. It's not your typical ghost movie, but it's smart. It leaves you with suspenseful moments, but also those shocking twists that we were speaking about. Spoiler for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you're not listening to this and then watching. But Yeah, because we spoiled the whole thing. I, again, am so glad for movies like this because you remind me, Cadu, of a Gothica, which I probably would not have remembered right away. Like, maybe it would have come in another few years, I would have come upon it again. But my God, I am so glad to go over this again. So, Radical Ones, if it's been a while for you seeing this movie, if you've never seen this movie and you enjoy maybe a little something different, we highly suggest Gothica. Can say 20 years later that this is, I think, even more entertaining than I enjoyed it as I was younger. Again, like the themes, you know, you really understand a little better. But what a fantastic movie. What a fantastic performance. And what a fantastic co-host to have on this episode, Cadu. Oh, thank you so much. You are going to come back in February for another movie, which I am so excited to talk about with you. So this is not the end of Cadu. No, not at all. It's another anniversary, so stay tuned. Yeah, we've been getting great, great anniversaries. And this is a huge one. This is a great movie. And I'm so excited to be doing it with Cadu. Speaking of, where can the lovely people find you when you're not over here, Cadu? You can always follow me on Instagram, Cadu Luongo. And the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast, one word on Instagram, we're on TikTok, we're on YouTube. And if you find it in your heart this month, this would be an amazing time to relieve a review for the show. It greatly helps spread the word and lets other people know that this might be something they want to see. So if you're on Apple or Spotify, and you want to leave us anything, it would be fantastic. We would be so appreciative of it. And thank you for that. Cadu, thank you. Thank you so much, Ryan. Always have an amazing time with you. We're always laughing. So cannot wait for the future, my friend. Me too. And thank you so much, Radical Ones. You are so special and lovely to me. Thank you. And with that, we will see you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Can you see? Oh, I, I have no idea. You have no idea? This was no Dr. Miranda Gray. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.